Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode here at Latte and Laundry. It is currently very late into the evening. I am sneaking in a recording because I just really wanted to continue on the conversation that we've been having. I am sipping a late night cup of tea. Um to slow down and relax for the evening. My husband has been out of town for a week on a fishing expedition adventure and I have not had many pockets of time to process my own thoughts or think through things since it's been a busy, busy time in the house of um, myself and six kids. And so it's like it's such a treat for me when I have time to pray through and think through a podcast and get on here and actually jump in and dive through and, and have this these conversations with you. If you have been following along the last few weeks, then you know that I have been chatting with you guys about friendship. Oh, the various ways in which friendship has is such a blessing and a gift from God to actually help encourage our hearts and draw us closer to his. Um, and we've talked about the need for vulnerability in friendships, the ways in which we can struggle in female friendships, often caught up in the, in the trap of competition and envy and jealousy and, and just um, this hidden game and struggle to wanting the good for one another. And this week, I want to wrap it up on a topic I think is super important. It could be a standalone episode all on its own, not necessarily needed in this friendship series, but I feel like it's also so critical for our friendships to be able to thrive in the way God has called us to if we can set our hearts on some of the truths here. And it's this idea that, my friends, let's struggle together. Okay. So before you're like, wait, Suzanne, struggle. Why do we want to struggle? Let's open us up with the opening Bible verse and we're going to dive in. All right. So our opening Bible verse this week is Galatians 6.2, which says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Okay, my friends, I think there is something that we struggle with. And we've talked about it on, in, in various ways here before, but with the ever prevalent way in which communication is flooded to our hearts and our minds now with social media, nonstop news. I mean, you literally can have access to the news 24-7. If it's not live on your television, it's live on your phone. If it's not live on your phone, it's live on your computer. One way or another, it can be in your ear. What people are doing is at the forefront of um, our screens at all times, right? Whether it's group text messages or um, Instagram posts, or Facebook um, followings, we are constantly flooded with what one another are doing. And I think one of the really sneaky ways in which the enemy has successfully kept these thriving female friendships at bay has kept our hearts blocked up from the gift of this treasure that is really honestly a desire of all of our hearts, even if we don't know it on the conscious level, is this idea that nobody struggles like I struggle. Nobody carries the heartaches that I carry. 
There is an isolation that is created through the lies the enemy wants to tell us. He wants to set a firm foundation in our hearts. You look about on Instagram or social media and you constantly see people thriving, baking the right things, doing this craft with their kids, loving in this way, serving in that way. And it's so quick and easy to say, I am not like them. They don't struggle. They don't have a heartache. Their lives are perfect or put together. And even though many of us are wise enough now, and we've heard this speech many a times where we could say intellectually, we know everybody suffers. I think sometimes on the heart level, we still have a hard time believing that, which leaves us in this lonely, isolated, desolated um, experience and world where we feel like we are the only ones suffering. And yet Christ told us, he told us in John 16, he promised us, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. But he didn't stop there. He didn't say, okay, in this world, you'll have trouble. So there's that. No, he said something so powerful, so perfect, so redeeming. He said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He promised us in John 16, 33, we will all have trouble because this life, this world is broken. We are fallen, sinful people. And therefore, regardless of whether it's you're sinning against God in yourself or man is sinning against you, you will have trouble in this world, right? But he promised us that he has overcome this. Right. And I think this is so important because a lot of times when we get in this really isolated place where we believe we're the only ones struggling, we're the only ones suffering, it can honestly become really um, despairing. Right. Whether you're the mama that's day in and day out, feel like you wake up every day promising yourself you're not going to let yell, you're not going to lose your temper, you're going to lead your children in beauty, goodness, and truth, and yet one more thing fries you, your heart races, your blood boils, and you snap and you yell. Or the wife who's falling in bed night after night, tearing up over ways in which her and her spouse have missed each other, how they have missed the boat and is having heartache in her marriage, or whether you're crying over friendships that have been lost or abandoned, or ways in which your childhood is filled with wounds and and you still have brokenness and healing to deal with through through the ways in which you experience pain and heartache through your family of origin. My friends, we all struggle in various different ways. And I think one of the ways in which Christ tells us in Galatians 6 to carry each other's burdens in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We were not meant to suffer alone. So why don't we suffer together? And when God speaks to us, he does not say some of you will suffer. Sure, our suffering and our trials and our tribulations will not look alike. They are unique for each and every one of us. But he did say you will all have trouble in this world. And also in Luke 9, 23, I think we need to pay very close attention here. Where Christ says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. He did not say, for those of you who have a cross, you should pick it up if you want to come after me. He literally said, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And yet we often think we are the only 
ones carrying a cross. My friends, it has been so clear to me in this last few weeks specifically, and I feel like that's why my heart is flooded with this idea. Because as I have come to know more and more beautiful women, I hear story after story of people sharing their heartache. People you on the outside, you have no clue the kind of crosses they are carrying. We all think the other people have it more put together, have it more figured out, or have less they are struggling with than we are. And yet I'm constantly surprised to say we are, to, to find in, out and realize we are all greatly suffering. We are all greatly struggling. But this is where Galatians 6.2 is so awesome. Because God did not say do it alone. God did not say um, carry your cross and never get support by anybody else. No, he says carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And one of the ways we carry each other's burdens is through compassion. We already talked like really heavily about the need for vulnerability. And I think why vulnerability is so important and follows up to this topic is today is because it is extremely hard for us to receive the compassion from another if we have our walls guarded up to revealing any of the vulnerable places in which we are suffering, any of the vulnerable places in which we f- we are struggling. And so in order to be able to receive the compassion that Christ is saying that he desires that we give to one another, it's important that we let down those walls and allow ourselves to be vulnerable. And it's interesting because if you look at the word compassion, it actually comes from the Latin root word compati, which actually means the calm means with and together, and pate means suffer. The root of compassion literally means to suffer together. And here we are being called to give one another compassion, right? Christ showed us time and time again the example of compassion. Like we talked about in John eleven thirty five, the shortest Bible verse in the Bible when he wept with compassion at the suffering and struggling struggles of Mary and Martha. He knew he was raising Lazarus for the, from the dead, and yet he was moved to compassion because he suffered alongside them. After hearing about the death of his cousin, John the Baptist, he left to an isolated place alone to pray, to think, and yet the crowds followed and he was moved to compassion and once again fed, healed, and served his people. He is giving us the living witness of suffering alongside, pouring our hearts out in compassion towards one another. We do not have to struggle alone, you guys. We are not alone in it. You are not the only mama struggling with heartache and fears and worries and mistake after mistake with your kids. You're not the only wife who has heartache and tears in your marriage because you, my friend, are imperfect and your husband, as amazing as he may be, is also imperfect. You're not the only one who comes from wounds and things that need to be tended to and taken care of. I think it is so important that we don't feel alone in these places of heartache. And instead, we know we are called to pour out compassion, to suffer alongside with one another. It's a lot easier, my friends, to carry our crosses when we can do it together. 
It's one of the things I always say because I know oftentimes Christ has allowed us to carry a cross that is specific to us, specific to the way in which he's calling us to sanctity. He's calling us to rise to holiness. He's calling us to stretch in ways that he allows. He might not always will our crosses, but he allows them. His passive will allows them. And in those places, we must trust this is a cross unique and individual to us that he's allowing. But at the same time, he shows us his love in the flesh through the tender care and compassion of another. And Christ himself showed us how important it is to try to carry the cross of one another's. As our opening Bible verse says about carry each other's burdens. He showed us this on the walk of Calvary himself. You guys, when Simon was asked to help carry the cross because Jesus was falling down, I do not believe this is any coincidence. I don't think it is just happenstance that Christ needed someone to help carry his cross. Jesus, our King, our God, our Lord, our Savior, the same God who healed the blind, raised the lame, and brought Lazarus back to life, is the same God who could carry his cross. And yet he allowed himself himself to show the fullness of his humanity, and need the support and help of someone else such as Simon. Simon, who will go down as history, is helping carry the cross of our King and Savior. He is asking us to do that for one another, to unite ourselves with one another in these vulnerable places, places that have been ripped and shed clean from envy and competition, so that we could walk together encouraging one another and pouring out compassion towards one another in the crosses we are carrying. And my friends, even when our friends come alongside us, it may not remove that cross. We may have to carry it. But even when our friend tends to us in the smallest ways of support and encouragement, the smallest ways in which they show that they are willing to suffer alongside us in compassion, to suffer together, it helps lift even just the tiniest corner. And sometimes all that we need by way of compassion is to feel like we are not alone. C.S. Lewis has this great quote where he says, friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, you too? I thought I was the only one. You guys, how often do you Would we find ourselves having a deep connection with someone or a fast friendship with someone, not always over just hobbies and and similar interests, but sometimes our greatest connections are when we are able to look someone else in the eye and say, you too, I thought I was the only one that carried this cross. And so even just that acknowledgement of realizing we are not alone has such power And it may be able to just lift the smallest piece of our cross. Even just the smallest sliver of our cross can relieve some of the burden in which we have been carrying. And St. Ambrose has this great quote on friendship that I want to read for all you guys. And he says, do not desert a friend in time of need, nor forsake him, nor fail him. For friendship is the support of life. Let us then bear our burdens as the apostle has taught. He's referring to Paul in Galatians 6, 2 there. Let us bear 
Let us then bear our burdens as the apostle has taught, for he spoke to those whom the charity of the same one body had embraced together. If friends and prosperity help friends, why do they not also in times of adversity offer their support? Let us aid by giving counsel. Let us offer our best endeavors and let us sympathize with them with all our heart. Guys, is so critical. He says, for friendship is the support of life. And I firmly believe this, even that friendship in marriage, but friendship is the support of life. It really helps us. And that's why we really need to remember everyone is suffering. Everyone is carrying a cross and you probably have no clue. And we will never know the crosses that many people we encounter are carrying. And yet we are all called to live with the Christian joy even amidst our suffering. And I think we are best equipped to do that when we know we have been receiving the compassion of a friend, one who is willing to suffer together with us. And sometimes the connection of having that deep friendship with someone amidst the darkness and the heaviness that we all experience in this life is far far more of a gift to the depths of our heart than living um, without the weight of the darkness and isolated and alone, right? Like together in the cross sometimes is so much greater than living without the cross all alone. (laughs) And Helen Keller says that so perfectly when she says, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. And Romans 12, 15 reminds us, rejoice with those who rejoice, but also mourn with those that mourn. I feel more seen, more loved, more known when I'm able to suffer along someone, bring to them my tears and my heartache far more than I am when we're just having a joyful, exciting time. And now my friends, I know I've talked a lot about suffering and vulnerability and struggles. I'm not saying... (laughs) We should only be connecting with our friends when it's tear-filled and heavy. No, this, this lady likes to have a good time and fun, as I'm sure many of my friends do here too. But we are all carrying the heavy burdens of life. And to receive the gift of someone who wants to come alongside us and carry even just the slightest cor- corners of our cross is monstrously impactful for our hearts. Colossians 3 12 God reminds us therefore as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility generosity and patience so my friends let me close us up in prayer as we wrap up this series on friendship I just think it's an invitation for all of us to stop getting ourselves caught up in the sneaky game the enemy has for us. He has worked so hard through envy and competition, but he also works extremely hard to keep us guarded and separate, keeping us away from being vulnerable with another, and especially telling us the lies within our hearts that you're the only one that this is a problem for. Because although your friend's crosses might look different than you, your struggles might be slightly different, We are all struggling. We are all suffering. We are all on a journey hoping to be able to carry our crosses with the grace that God so desires. So let me pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, 
I just thank you for the gift of friendship. I thank you for the gift of the human heart in which you have fashioned us, for community fashioned us for love. In your perfect design, in your perfect wisdom, you knew we would need the heart of another to pour compassion out on us so that we would have the strength knowing that someone is alongside us, suffering with us, that we have the the strength to persevere and endure. Jesus, I ask that you um, really tend to the places in all of our hearts that still might feel small, still might feel unseen, and still might not know the true beauty of real loving compassion. And I ask you to to flood our hearts and minds so that we not only are open and vulnerable to receiving the compassion of another, but that we also, too, may be compassionate to those God has placed in our lives. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, my lovely dears, this has been <laughs> great as always. Next week, we will be starting a... Um, a Lent series. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, share with a friend, and please, as always, connect. I love, 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 and treasure hearing from you, hearing of your hearts, how the Holy Spirit is moving in your lives. But until next week, my friends, I hope you have a blessed beginning of your Lent this Ash Wednesday, and we'll catch up next week. God bless.